the word is near you, it is in your mouth and in your heart, that is, the message concerning faith that we proclaim, if you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified, and it is with your mouth that you profess your faith and are saved. As Scripture says, anyone who believes in him will never be put to shame. For there is no difference between Jew and Gentile, the same Lord is Lord of all and richly blesses all who call on him. For, everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. New International Version. Confess with the mouth. John Wesley, 1703-1791, was an Oxford Don who became an Anglican priest. He had all the intellectual tools to rightly handle the intricacies of theology and teach the Bible. Yet, when he first started out, there was no heart behind it. On a voyage across the Atlantic to America, Wesley spent much of the time on the ship with a group of German pietists, men and women who had a heart behind their practice of Christianity. The Germans deeply impressed Wesley, and he realized there was something important missing from his own religion. The ship encountered a storm and Wesley was afraid for his life. But the German believers seemed unfazed, having a heart faith that John could not explain. He wanted what they had. Wesley was fearful and found little comfort in his religion. So, he confessed to one of them his growing misery and decision to give up the ministry. One of the pietists advised, preach faith till you have it. And then, because you have it, you will preach faith. John Wesley acted on the advice. He led a prisoner to Christ by preaching faith in Christ alone for forgiveness of sins. He was astonished. Here was a man transformed instantly. Wesley cried out, Lord, help my unbelief. However, he still felt dull inside and little motivation even to pray for his own salvation. Statue of John Wesley as a Young Preacher, by Adam Carr, located in Melbourne, Australia. Having returned back to England, Wesley was in a church service listening to Romans expounded by the preacher. He recalled the experience years later, while he was describing the change which God works in the heart through faith in Christ, I felt my heart strangely warmed. I felt I did trust in Christ, Christ alone for salvation, and an assurance was given me that He had taken away my sins, even mine, and saved me from the law of sin and death. Believe with the heart. Simply uttering the words with our mouths, Jesus is Lord, by itself does not create deliverance and salvation. The heart needs to be involved. Yet, we must also consider the reality that only focusing on the heart, without having the mouth involved, is an insufficient faith. Christian belief has a solid objective real historical base from which our hearts can tether themselves. Christian confession affirms that Jesus is, indeed, risen from death and is Lord of all, having secured salvation for us through His shed blood on the cross. Consider two hypothetical men at the time of the Passover in Egypt, Eliezer ben Macaroni and Yaakov Yarmulka. Eliezer and Yaakov are talking together on the night the angel of death is about to pass through Egypt and the firstborn son in every family would be killed that is, unless the blood from a sacrificial lamb was over the door of the house so that the angel would pass over the house and no one would be killed. Passover Angel of Death, by Arthur Hacker, 1858-1919. Yaakov says to Eliezer, Can you believe all that has been happening around here? It's all very scary. All of those plagues, the disaster around us, and now this night. Eliezer asks, Well, haven't you put the blood over the door? Yes, I've done all that, but it all is still disturbing. My heart is troubled. What do you think will happen? Will we be okay? Asks Yaakov nervously. Eliezer responds, I trust in the promises of God, let the angel come. So, when the angel of death came, which house do you suppose lost his firstborn son, Eliezer ben Macaroni, or Yaakov Yarmulka? The answer, neither of them. 
the angel of death did not come to either man's house because deliverance is determined by the blood of the Lamb and not by the quality or intensity of faith of the person. Greater than for me is precious blood he shed, for me is life he gave. I need no other argument, I need no other plea, it is enough that Jesus died, and that he died for me. Greater than. Greater than my faith has found a resting place, hymn by Eliza Edmonds Hewitt, 1851-1920. If we only focus on the heart, our hearts will condemn us. We need to say the words of our faith, to confess them with our mouths, repeatedly, again and again, until we believe them. We are not to wait for our hearts to feel like having faith and living for God, because our hearts can be desperately wicked, and they will keep deceiving us. The heart needs to be informed by God's Word and accept the words of Holy Scripture by faith. If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins, and to purify us from all unrighteousness. 1 John 1 9, NIV have the heart and mouth work together. We need both a right confession with our mouths and a right confession in our hearts for saving faith. When the heart receives grace, and the mouth expresses the beauty of faith, when heart and mouth work in concert with each other, something beautiful and gracious happens. Greater than everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Greater than. Greater than Romans 10:13. When Holy Scripture says everyone, it means everyone. All who cry out to God with their mouths, from a heart desiring God, will be saved. It does not matter whether the call is melodious, sweet, and in tune, or whether the call is a jumbled-off-key joyful noise. It makes no difference, both will be saved. Only uttering the right words like some magical incantation does not save us. Only sincerity of heart does not save us. One does not achieve salvation through self-effort or trying to be worthy. No one is saved by finding the right combination of words in prayer or having a nice feeling. Calling on the name of the Lord with both mouth and heart, trusting in the redemptive events of Jesus Christ, is what saves us. Whether Jew or Gentile, rich or poor, American or Arab, famous or infamous, it is no matter, because salvation isn't dependent on our looks, our past, or our zeal in doing good works. Salvation is completely from God and freely given to all who call upon the name of the Lord. Make no room for shame. What's more, all who trust in Jesus Christ will never be put to shame. In ancient Roman society, nearly three-fourths of all the people in the empire were slaves to the other one-fourth. It was a culture built around the concept of honor and shame. It was shameful to be a slave, and honorable to be privileged, wealthy, and influential with a good Roman pedigree and citizenship. It was beneath such people to interact with those who served them because dealing with shameful people would make them shameful, as well. Jesus forsook his honorable position in order to hobnob with us rabble. He became one of us to save us and lift us up with Him. Greater than for you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though He was rich, yet for your sakes He became poor, so that you, through His poverty, might become rich. Greater than. Greater than 2 Corinthians 8 9, NIV. Jesus embraced the shame of the cross. Therefore, we need never live in a state of shame ever again. Our hearts need not condemn us. Jesus has already taken care of shame, once for all. Let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before Him endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider Him who endured such opposition from sinful men, so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. Hebrews 12 2-3, NIV. Put a focus on Lent. The season of Lent lets us know we are neither brains on a stick nor walking headless hearts. We have both heart and mouth, both deep feeling and real intellectual knowledge. Together, they form belief and confession. 
Lent is an invitation to prepare our hearts for Christ's passion and resurrection. It includes an examination of our hearts so that we can deepen our piety and devotion to Jesus. And it incorporates confession of Jesus with the mouth. The good news is this, Jesus is Savior and Lord, He has risen from death, and there is forgiveness of sins and deliverance from guilt and shame through His cross. When all is said and done, people need the Lord. I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners, said Jesus. Matthew 9:13. Repentance involves both heart and mouth. And Lent is just the season for it, to turn from everything we have previously been living for other than Jesus. It's an opportunity to start afresh with new life in Christ. It's enough to make old John Wesley smile from the grave. Have mercy on me, O God, according to your unfailing love, according to your great compassion blot out my transgressions. Wash away all my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. Create in me a pure heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and grant me a willing spirit, to sustain me. Save me from guilt and shame and my tongue will sing of your righteousness. Open my lips, and my mouth will declare your praise. You do not delight in sacrifice, or I would bring it, you do not take pleasure in burnt offerings. The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken a contrite heart, O God, you will not despise. Amen.